I'm Daniel. And I'm Pat. And this is Y2K Movies. A podcast about the films of the 21st century. This week we are looking at Mad God. Uh, the assassin travels through a nightmare underworld of tortured souls, ruined cities, and wretched monstrosities. Forged from the primordial horrors of the unconscious mind. A Phil Tippett, the world's preeminent stop-motion animator. Mad God had its world premiere at the Locarno Festival on August 5th, 2021, and was released in the United States on June 16th, 2022 by Shudder. Um, <clears throat> I saw this movie on Shudder probably towards the end of last year and loved it so much that I actually pulled it, uh, Daniel Thorndike and ordered the steelbook off Amazon. Oh, so. fuck. There's a steelbook of this movie? <laughs> yes. So uh, I, I own this. This is part of my... I, I'm not trying to act like I don't have any physical media, but, um, you know, I don't have a ton. I don't have everything on, on, on Blu-ray or DVD. And uh, I definitely wanted to pick this one up because I wanted to show it to people. Um, yeah, we I know we, we both watched this one last year, and we kind of talked about it in passing, but we never did an episode on it. And I don't know why. I, I ended up talking about this one again on um, the the Welcome to the Grindhouse show I do on Thursday nights, that stream. Um, they wanted me to start talking about movies every week. And uh, this was the first one that I brought to the show. And the reason I brought this movie to the show is because, like the logline suggests, it's a, the, this movie consists of a stop-motion character called the Assassin. And he kind of descends uh, into this underworld um, that's very, very chaotic, very all over the place. And basically, it's a 90-minute movie that's comprised of about 12 five-minute segments, right? And, you know, every five minutes, the, this little, you know, it's stop motion. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say shit like claymation. It's not necessarily claymation, whatever. But, you know, this little claymation kind of like wanders into a room. And it's like two monsters beating the shit out of each other. And then one monster rips open the other monster. And a fucking doll's head comes out. And the doll's head shoots fire. And then something fucking blows up. And then the little guy walks into the next room. <laughs> like it's, you know, and that, that's why this movie was, uh, we'll get to the, the production in a minute, but the movie's very episodic and it's very, uh, it's very kind of cobbled together. And that's, that's how it was created. But from a, um, for a dungeon master's perspective, it's, it's very interesting because it's, it's a testament to the power of really brief ideas right um this is not so much a coherent 90 minute narrative it's it's comprised of many smaller moments that are kind of strung together and um i think that works and i think it works for this and because it's so visually interesting because it's non um it's non-traditional and it is stop motion and it means it's different types of stop motion as well that it's constantly changing and evolving and turning into something different every couple minutes and that's because phil tippett shot this movie over the course of like 30 years so um that would make sense that it's kind of cobbled together like that as well um, but i thought this was a great movie for for people that are into gaming that you know storytellers to watch because it, there's a lot to be gained from it and um yeah i just really fucking dug the shit out of it so what uh how did you come across this one or 
what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so I actually saw this, uh, like, that opening kind of, like, right when Shutter started streaming it, I saw it within, within a day or two of it. Okay. Uh, I really loved it. It's, it is, it's, it was actually, <laughs> it's one of the first Shutter films uh, that I really, like, actually liked. <laughs> so I, I know that they picked it up and they had the, the rights the the uh rights to it but mm-hmm. uh, no it i this is one of those films just like you now i own the seal book because i just bought it um <laughs> and, and this is one of those movies that i i really like um especially the fantasy side of it uh, i literally uh, it's going to be an echo chamber pat because i i'm with you on it everything in this is it's artsy. It's it's just these mid, little ideas, but they go so far. And the best way that I could describe it, and it's here in my notes, and it says, <laughs> "Sorry, I just read your text." Um, and it's uh, it was this film is like walking into an art exhibit and going down a wall of the same artist, but over decades. So, like, I I think it was it's it's like watching it's just to me it was like going to an art exhibit man it's like going to and and just like watching the art play out in front of you and uh i don't know like it 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 doesn't i don't know if it necessarily speaks to me in a way of like other than chaos (laughs) but it is a movie that like the app like there is no dialogue in this film and everything is just atmospheric and you sit there for like an hour and a half and you just you just watch it and you don't you my eyes never went off the screen uh like i felt like i was attached to this film it i've seen it i think this is my third time seeing it to be honest with you so but and i'll also say this this the past viewing of it is my first time not being in under anything <laughs> while viewing it and it was still really good um, I definitely understand why I watched this high, though. <laughs> and it is one of it, it's just a journey with the assassin and you just going down the line. And it's uh, it's it's just a film that you really have to watch it to like not necessarily understand it, to but to feel it, to feel like how we're coming. But this is something that I'd like to pass down. And I do. I want to show people like I want to show like I would love you know, 10 years down the line, my daughter to see this and this helps her, you know, if she's into movies like I am, maybe this will inspire her to create one of her own little, you know, we'll use claymation, I suppose, but the stop motion claymation kind of film. I know your son, didn't you say your son like dabbles in that? Yeah, he uses, uh, I got him into it with um, these toys called stick bots and they're little action figures that have suction cups on their hands and feet. And um, so it's really easy to like get them to like stay in one place. And then, and there's an app that you can get on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever. I'm sure they have Android versions too for you weirdos. And you take Uh a picture and then it, it, it freezes. So it takes the picture, but then it leaves the picture up and it's a little bit translucent so that when you make the movement, you can use the outline of the picture oh, that you that's just cool. took. It makes it super, and, and the app is free. So even if you don't buy the toys what? or whatever, use the Stickbot app. S T I K B O T. You know, talking about creating content like that, uh, I will say, because I'm an Android user, I have a Galaxy. Uh, I do think that 
Apple products are there's they already have software and capabilities to do these things where like Android typically doesn't. I've noticed that, right, especially yeah, with like, podcasting and like uh, like movie making stuff. So like anytime we joke about or we like we're recording something, we usually use uh, one of my friend's phones because mine mine is great for filming, but it's but for editing and and all the extra things that you can do, uh, Apple just they're just better. Like it's well, just easier. It's a little, they already, a lot of, like I said, a lot of their products already have software on it. And like my Android does not have that on it. It, it you know what it does is that it raises the, it, it makes it very easy to make. Apple makes it very easy to make entry level uh, content, right? Like the, the iMovie app that they give you for uh, the mobile devices right? You can do a lot with it. Can't do everything. Can't do a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff you can do. And, you know, I'll tell you with, with the iPhone, yeah, I can go to my kid's game and videotape them playing and then go home and take a shit. And while I'm sitting there, I can edit the video, put in some titles, do some slow motion, throw in a background song, and then send that out to people. And people are like, oh my God, how did you, and I'm like, I just, I literally did it on my iPhone when I was taking it down. Like it's, it's very easy. Now that doesn't mean that like, I would want to have to edit anything longer than like three minutes. That doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, I'm sure you could make a full length movie. I'm sure Phil Tippett didn't use an iPhone to make this shit. Like (laughs) there's definitely, yeah, there's better stuff out there. There's, there's better equipment that you're going to, and software that you're going to want to use. But for someone that's just trying to kind of, for my kids, yeah, it's really good. It's you can give me an iPad and I could my I could give my son an iPad and say, Hey, make a stop motion movie. He knows how to do that. And right. I did what, what, that's cool, man. Yeah. The second time I watched this, I watched it with him. Um and it was it was interesting because we were sitting there watching it and you almost have to there's a little bit of a puzzle, I think, because it's so it does change every couple minutes. There's a new scenario being put forth and you're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, there's, <laughs> it's like the same cycle. It's like the, the assassin like enters and enters a, a area, right? And you're like, and something's going on, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you watch it play out for a minute. And you're like, oh, that's what's happening. That's cool. And then like this, then there's like a second tier, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> And then, and then it's resolved and he goes on to the next scene and there's kind of like, that's what it is for, for 90 minutes. You're just doing that over and over again. Um, you know, you, you brought up that it's, uh, that, that I forget what comparison you just made. You just fucking made it. But, um, for me, uh, to like art. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Being being at an art installation for me, this was like, this was like, like, like watching an episode of heavy metal. An issue of how you okay, know. yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, no. That's that was another thing that like I compared it to, but for it was just I think for me, and I, and I get the heavy metal comparison because I actually I did think about that, but for me I just took it more as the the art exhibit because of I don't I'm sure you up in Chicago I'm sure that you've been to one, but <clears throat> like when you walk in there and it's just quiet and it's just you and your thoughts and like there's a little bit of music maybe playing uh that's kind of what like this was to me and again it was going down the line like every but it was with the same artist so like if if that art exhibit had uh like 
they were streamlining or they were like trying to promote one of their own artists or something. And they had like a whole wall or the whole exhibit could have been theirs. I don't know. But uh, just something like that, like go, walking through it every like five, every painting. Cause there's some art artists that what they do is they will tell one story and they do it with mini paintings down the line. And sometimes it takes a little bit or uh, take like Van Gogh and his self portraits, you know, like how create how, at the beginning, they were clean and they were like, uh, they had straighter lines. And then by the time that he was getting into like his old age, like 20, 20, around 20 years later, you know, it was circles and swirls and he wasn't seeing straight and he had dementia and he couldn't remember things. Like you could just tell it. And I felt like in this movie, and maybe it is because it took 30 years to make, it kind of took that process to me. And I kind of looked at it that way. No, I agree. Um, to talk about Phil Tippett for a second, uh, he started working on this movie while he was doing the stop motion animation for RoboCop 2, which I thought was really interesting. Um, like I said, it took him about a 30 year period to finish it. Uh, he, Tippett's worked for ILM. He won the Ray Harryhausen Award uh, specifically for this film. And he's worked on everything from the original Star Wars to Dragonheart to Starship Troopers. Uh, to the fucking Twilight movies. Although I don't remember there being tw- stop motion in Twilight. I guess maybe some of the wolf stuff or whatever. Um, I don't know. I never watched it. What? You've never seen any of the Twilight movies? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them. Oh my gosh. I just never needed to. <laughs> oh my. Your wife <laughs> you know never I mean? made you watch them? No, by the time that we met, like Twilight was already done. I don't, honestly, I don't think she cares about Twilight. <sighs> So now my sister would watch them all the time, but like I never fucking sat there and watched them with her. Like when we were, when I was in high school, those were like some of her favorite movies, but fuck that shit. I was smoking pot, going, hanging out behind the, you know, like there was other things that I just would, would rather do <laughs> than watch Twilight. So my, uh, my sister got my wife into them. That's crazy. They're not, um, they're not. Terrible. I hear that they're not bad. Yeah, that's what I hear. And you and I once discussed uh, having our wives do an episode of the podcast. Oh, that's Twilight, right. Remember? Gonna... Yes. And Twilight was uh, was one of the movies that you and I pitched. Right. Oh, so, man. We need to do that. I think it'd I think, be fun. I think that would be funny, too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, twi- yeah, I don't know about Twilight, so you're right. going to, I, I wouldn't know. So I, I was just kind of uh, giving a brief rundown of uh, t- a lot of Tippett's work. And, um, you know, yeah, he's been around for 30 years and he's, he's worked on just about everything. And this was his, this something that he would work on on the side. Um, he would do five minutes here. He would do five minutes there. And uh, then kind of got the push to actually complete it um, a couple years ago and did a Kickstarter to kind of finish it. And and now we have it today. And I mean, it's been pretty, uh, pretty well received. Um, You know, it made a decent amount of money at the theater. It got its, but doubled its budget, which for something this small is, is pretty good. And then it's got the shutter release and you can also get on home, home video. So it's around. but yeah, I would definitely recommend, I, I can see this, I can't, it's kind of, it's hard for me to like, I guess, 
articulate, which is the whole point of this podcast. But um, no, that's why I was having trouble myself. Like yeah, it is hard is... to talk about. Like it is a movie that you have to experience on your own. Uh, do not be upset that it is a stop motion movie and that there is no dialogue because the environment, the atmosphere, everything around it tells the story for you. You don't have to have the dialogue. Uh, the monster design was fantastic. Oh, it's all over uh, the place. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that was, and you can actually see a little bit of star Wars in it, uh, here and there, especially yeah. with the, uh, fuck what, uh, the, is it the rancor or whatever in star Wars? Yes, definitely. Yes. And I know what scene you're talking about too. And there's, yep. there's, there's one human actor, uh, played by Alex Cox, which I didn't pick up on until the second time that I watched it. Uh, Alex Cox is is probably uh, definitely top five favorite directors of all time. Um, he did Repo Man and Straight to Hell, two movies that I absolutely fucking love. Repo Man is usually my go-to when people say, what's your favorite movie of all time? Chances are you're going to hear me say Repo Man. And huh. that was, that was uh, Alex Cox's debut film. He wrote and directed that. And it was interesting to see him pop up in this as the mad scientist character. Um, one of the only, I, I think he's the only human in it. But he's no, definitely the most prominent. There's a yeah. There's like a chick. There's like a nurse or something. Yeah, the nurse. The nurse is yeah. in it, and then uh, I want to say that that is it. Right. The nurse, right. and then oh wait, is the nurse and the surgeon, or is the surgeon and the last man the same? Is that the same? Uh... Uh, let me see. Alex Cox is the last man. No, the surgeon is billed as somebody else. So okay, so yeah, so there is another one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very cool Alex Cox cameo. This, but but back to like my connection with this movie. This feels like something that I think if it had come out when I was in high school, I would have had a copy of, and I would have made every single one of my friends watch it. I feel like if this had come out when I was in high school, I would have watched the shit out of it, and I would have studied it, and I would have. Uh, brought it to every party I went to and it would have always been playing in the background, right? Right. I feel like this is a movie that I would have put on with oh, a girl yes. and then I would have like had sex to this movie like a million fucking times. <laughs> like, the, like, yeah, yeah. You, no, you know what I, I mean? See, uh, yeah. Yes. It, it would have been my I comfort. Agree. It would have been like this... my mall rats or my from dusk till dawn or like whatever. And... But you know what though? It's, it, but, but it's more than that to me at least. It was, it, it's a conversation starter. You know, after you're done with that chick you roll over you still got you know an hour 10 Seven. minutes of this <laughs> that's extremely so, generous but thank yeah. you Daniel. so uh <laughs> so just... you, you you roll over you know uh light a spliff and you start watching this with her you know right. it'd be it's and a conversation like, who starter. the fuck are you what is this shit we're watching my wife yeah but you know what then I and had then it, they're I... gonna be like dude this guy's so weird but like it's cool like that's exactly what they would think they'd be like that's what they would get off this movie because there is no other way to put it other than it's weird, but it's fucking cool as shit. <laughs> I was, I threw this on in the bedroom one night when like, I don't know, we just, you know, it's like musical chairs in the house. Like someone's in this room, someone's in that room, whatever. And right. so, sometimes we're all watching shit together and then sometimes we all just separate. And I had kind of like separated and I was in the bedroom. I think I was reading a book or I was just, I just had this on and my wife came in to like get something and she's like, what the fuck are you watching? 
And I kind of gave her like the, oh, it's a stop motion thing. She sat there and she watched it with me for 15 minutes and then she walked away. <laughs> you know, and that's why I, I don't know if I necessarily would have impressed girls with this one because uh, it would have just been that weird shit Pat watches. But yeah, I feel like it, I, I'm not, I don't have that relationship with films anymore where I can rewatch stuff that I've seen over and over and over again. Um, but I feel like I kind of, this movie makes me, and that's the reason I bought it too, is because as soon as I bought it, I was like, told my kid like, Hey, let's watch this. And I could, we could have watched it on shutter at any time too. Like I have shutter, so I don't need to have a physical copy of this. Um, but no, I just feel like this is, this movie really reminds me of something that a younger me would have obsessed over and poured over and studied and I'm not saying I would have built my whole personality around it. I wouldn't go walk around wearing like homemade Mad God t-shirts and shit or gotten a <laughs> Mad God tattoo. But this would have been in that pantheon of films that I really, I really latched onto and found very important. And in a lot of ways, this there's a certain element of nostalgia to me watching this that doesn't necessarily because it's a new movie. It came out like a year or two ago, right? I mean, it's relatively new. Um, but it still feels like it reminds me of a younger time in my life when like movies like this, finding something like this was like what high school was about for me or my adolescence. When I, when I started to discover independent movies and I started to discover weird shit and this reminds me of that weird shit and that sense of discovery and that sense of like consuming a new idea and, and seeing something new and seeing something different. And not another Fast and the Furious movie or not another fucking MCU movie. And I love those movies. I do. But at the end of the day, like, I think that this stuff is really important, too. And uh, I cannot sing this movie's praises enough. Yeah, uh, I think I think you're right. It does feel nostalgic, even for me, who's 10 years younger. Uh, this is a movie that growing up, I feel like it would have been in... Uh, my repertoire of movies that I would have shown. It would have been in, uh, it, it would have been at those house parties, like you were saying, for like 100%. It, like, I feel like, how many times, I mean, even now, like if I ever have a get together, typically we don't watch anything. We play like a board game or we play drinking games and I turn on some music and I usually mute something on the TV. Uh, this is that movie that I would mute. And if you were over here picking records, there's a good chance that you would be like too involved into the TV to even choose a record. Like that's how I felt like this movie would be, but uh, it's definitely one that I would, that I would put a, you know, put out there. Right. So definitely people need to, to share it. I think that I hope it doesn't get lost in, in the, in today's blockbusters uh, with the MCU or with, you know, fast and furious franchise, but I could tell you right now that when my daughter or if any kid of mine or anybody like that is, you know, looking for a movie and they're at that age where there is even a chance where this movie could, uh, you know, uh, motivate them into making their own movies. This is the movie I would choose, not Ant-Man and the Wasp. So <laughs> I think like, I do think, or even Tokyo Drift, like I would choose this over any of the Fast Furious movies. I love that you Those, picked Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, what's funny. Dude, it's Tokyo one of the Drift best is, ones. Yeah. That is. Yeah, it is. It's actually, it's one of my favorites. So yeah. if I had to choose three, 
out of it, it'd be the the original Fast Five and Tokyo Drift. Not any order either. Just those are the three that I like the most. But uh, right. no, like I mean, but that's like how big that is. So yes, I would choose Mad God over those movies because to me, this is a this is this potent. It's a project that people would might want to uh, copy and share it and and i think that the format and the media behind it like i think the claymation or the stop motion and everything like right. i think that is it is dying and it's not really around and i thought it was really ballsy and i think it i think it's a masterpiece when it comes it's, down to it it's a it's a celebration of creativity that's for sure it is and, got... and no you go you're good oh, i was gonna say I have one more question did you have anything else you wanted to wrap up with i got one more question to ask you uh nope no that's it for me. So something that and this is this is kind of a end of the episode tangent, but um something that reminded me of this is um the Star Wars Visions series. Have you been watching that at all? I haven't watched it, but I'm aware of it. Okay, so it's it's worth checking out. It's on Disney Plus. Um, the first season has something that's probably in my uh my top five star wars media created ever it's called, it's an episode called uh tatooine rhapsody and it's about <laughs> um a little like a, a punk band that plays on tatooine and their bass player gets kidnapped by Jabba the hut and uh they play a concert at like a pod racing uh meet to like get him back or something i forget but the right. song is really good too and uh, the song that they play it's like so i don't know who wrote it but fucking it's pretty decent and it's really cute and it's uh so that's that but no the the um this season the, they just released the second season of star wars visions and uh there is no nothing comes close to that nothing is nothing as good as tatooine rhapsody but um it is a, it's a bunch of different animated shorts from different parts of the world and you know some of them are actually me and my son are sitting there watching it trying to figure out how they did it because it was really interesting non-traditional animation styles um there was a stop motion one it was a it was a stop motion animation hybrid where it looked like they were using little like knit dolls but then had cgi faces on them or something it was it was very it was very different right and um I don't know. I think that it was it was it was neat to watch that, and I think that's something that we don't really take. Most of us don't take the time to kind of stop and pay attention to is non traditional forms of animation. Yeah, we all still watch mm-hmm. cartoons. We all watch Futurama, fucking Rick and Morty, or The Simpsons, or whatever. But there's really a lot that can be done with animation in general. Um, this year, uh, I took the family to see the animated shorts, all the Oscar nominated shorts. And uh, Oscar-nominated animation shorts, short animation nominees. And um, there was some really good ones. And the one that won the Oscar was the... And I normally that's like when you... If you're someone that watches the Academy Awards, that's usually the part where you go take a shit or something, right? Like, you don't fucking care about the animation, the shorts, because you never watched them, right? It's it's like not even on your radar, and they do them both at once. They do the animated and the, and the, the live-action shorts, like, back-to-back. And um, there was there was two animated shorts from different all you know all over the world that really stood out. One of them was a girl from Texas, and it was like a, a couple. Um, 
short stories about like her romantic relationships. I think it was called the year of the, the year of the dick or something. It was really good. Oh, and, I know what you're talking about. I saw that. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It was really like, it was <laughs> no, <laughs> like there, sex I, on the floor of the movie theater, like closet. <laughs> like, yeah, it was gross as fuck, but it was good to see that with my kids too. Cause I was telling my daughter, like, don't fucking be like that. Um, <laughs> and that there was another one that was about like ice climbing. While you're like nudging your son, like, dude, <laughs> yeah, I've that's... done that. <laughs> that's that's not not. Hey, man, wait till your turn. No, it's you look at your daughter. Hey, let's. You don't want to do that. That's not cool. And then like you kind of like wait five seconds, and you kind of like slowly like turn your body to your other side, like real slow. And you kind of you're still peeking over, like looking behind your back at your daughter. Okay, cool. She's watching the movie. You look over at your son, and be like. That was me when I was 17, man. <laughs> and then oh. you're like, and I can, I could take you to that theater, dude. He goes, it's still around. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, that would be, but that's like life, isn't it? That's real. That's a real <laughs> moment that you could have had right there. And that'd have been hilarious. Oh, oh man. I can't, I hope, I hope if I have another kid, it's a boy so that I can just kind of fuck around like that and just be a dick. Like, Hey, you don't do that. And then I turn to my son and be like, I fucking did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that chick was so crazy like or something like that i don't know like just something out of fucking nowhere but uh or i like turned to him and go dude that was me and your mom 20 years ago <laughs> like just something like real bad I, I don't know well i don't know that's not really bad to me but i just feel like when you start talking about kids like that it's just kind of funny i have i have a revolving door of how i met your mother's stories they don't it's almost <laughs> it's almost like the origin of joker like you like they all contradict each other none of them are true like you don't know what's true and and what's what but um my favorite one is that i met his mom she was selling oranges on the side of the expressway and uh i stopped and bought oranges off her and we hit it off and i gave her a ride <laughs> And then we started dating. And the other one it was, was that, a, It was a different kind of ride. The other one was I was when I was in film school, I was editing music videos for Twista. And uh, she was dancing on one of his yachts or something. Oh, Twista? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say it. Now, here's another one. You can say Shaggy to Dope right there. Shaggy to Dope. <laughs> yeah, you go... Yeah, I was at one of his Bible studies. And next thing you know, like... We met in Bible study, yeah. yeah. At Shaggy Too Dope. We were at the carnival. What is it? The dark carnival in the sky or whatever? ICP? <laughs> yes. Like, fucking. Yeah. Met her that way. Met her at the dark carnival, son. What's the dark carnival, dad? It's Christianity, oh. son. I'm just... Right. <laughs> it was Bible study. That's what we had. We don't, we, don't live in a, we don't live on a globe. We don't live in a dome. It's a dark carnival. That's it's a the, dark carnival, man. That's the grand illusion. <laughs> Grand illusion. <laughs>